listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. Excuse me. I uh, want to say a quick note here. I just I just moved some papers around. I had some papers stuck in this day planner over here. Yeah, Mark is the and Mark is one of the few people in America that still uses a hard day planner, yeah. like you know, folder with pockets and notes and stuff like that. He doesn't have a digital assistant. Pens or any of that and stuff. paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's old school. So um, this fell out of it. I stuffed it in there a while back. That looks uh, excessive. Is whatever it is. It's very long. Is that toilet paper? No. This is a PetSmart receipt. Okay. And who has had this happen? I got okay. Look at the length of this receipt here, Paul. Uh, how how many? A, how long do you think this is? That's got to be two feet. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not no, exaggerating. You're, you're exactly. You're very close. It is two feet and two inches long. It is 26 inches. Oh this no, is, kidding. This is a receipt I got from a purchase at PetSmart. You, what, how much did you spend? Nineteen dollars. Guess how many items? Wait, 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 wait. How how is that receipt that long for a nineteen dollar? <laughs> Total tab. What did you buy? Like one cookie at a time? No. I got one item, a bag of treats for Patch, and this is not a receipt. I think you're, you know, you're thinking. It's a sash. You're thinking old school here. You open up your mind. This is no longer a receipt. It's what a, is that? It's a newsletter. It looks like it, it looks like a parchment is. scroll. Look, hear ye, hear ye! I hereby declare that the royal yeah. wedding shall be on the date of. That's what it looks like. It does look like that. It's amazing. How often does this happen when you're in it? Somebody make it stop. Okay? Yeah. It's, it's enough with the receipts already. This is two feet, two inches long. This is like, if you have a toddler, this is about how tall the kid is. Yeah, no, that's, that, hold on a second. Hold that up again. Hold that up again. <laughs> that is uh, about the length of a small dog. Yeah. Like literally, easily. You, oh, easily. That is yes. that's that's the that's one of the longest receipts I've ever seen. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll post a picture of it on the Mark and the Enterpol Facebook page. In fact, because- if you have a receipt that can beat twenty six <laughs> inches in length, email it to Mark at kslx.com. Yeah. It's Mark with a K and not C's because you know C, C is, is for clowns. clowns. But yeah, that is that might be the longest receipt I've ever seen yeah. for one item. Yeah. For one item. Okay. And, and you know, there's like seven. Like it's one thing to go to a store and you do your, your weekly shopping and you, you spend $300. You know, everything is itemized and you no. think to yourself, that's a, that is for one item, 26 inches of paper. Yes. Somebody make it stop. Okay. That's ridiculous. Yeah. This is crazy. I understand I mean, I'm not that there a, are coupons here and everything, yeah. but stores have gotten into this. PetSmart is not the only... No, no, CVS is famous for this. CVS does it too. Yeah. Your receipt takes longer to print up than the entire time you were shopping in the store sometimes. It is. That's the longest receipt for one item I've ever seen in my life. 26 inches for one item. If you can beat it, email it to marketcaselix.com. <laughs> I, just, this I don't just, think you can. This just fell out of my stuff. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> I'm not an environmentalist, but that does seem like some <laughs> rainforest is being sacrificed all for one dog treat. This bag. is like eight trees yeah, here that got wasted. That's so stupid right all there. All right. Hello everyone, this is Maria, and it's time for Time Out for Spanish. As a public service, and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking Time Out for Spanish. We've got Corey from Gilbert, who is ready to try and win a $25 Port of Subs gift card. So what happens, Corey, is you hear a Spanish phrase, and then we give you three English choices from which you will translate. Ready to go? 
ready. All right, Corey, here comes your Spanish phrase. ¿Sabes lo que es peor que las hormigas en tus pantalones, tíos? Did you hear that? I did, but I'll take it again. All righty then. ¿Sabes lo que es peor que las hormigas en tus pantalones, tíos? All right, that does translate into one of the following. Is it A, I think it's wrong that only one company makes the game Monopoly. <laughs> B, if you begin the whiskey diet right now, you can lose three days by noon. <laughs> nice. Or C, you know what's worse than ants in your pants? Uncles. <laughs> Yeah, even worse. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, C on that one. Yes, C <laughs> is the correct answer. Perfectly done. And if you find that to be the case, call authorities immediately. Yes. <laughs> All right, Corey, hang with us. Nice job. Thank you. Time out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. So we talked a little bit yesterday about the possibility of a world without ketchup i mean that'll never happen but there is an impending ketchup shortage it's my favorite song on the elder from kiss a world without ketchup there you go yeah um but there is the possibility of a ketchup shortage especially the packets that you'd get in takeout restaurants because mm -hmm. that's what's been happening so much over the last year and, yeah. and they, they they always throw the packets in so who would have thought that ketchup would be a commodity like that i know well let's, let's pick back up with this guy quickly what did you say you put on a burger uh, well, there's always ketchup and mustard on the hamburger. I do. Both mm. of them. So now, but there's no ketchup. So what's your next go-to? Nothing. All right. All, All right. right. He'd rather All go right. empty. Nothing. Just the burger. That's an, that's an acceptable answer. Uh, see, if I didn't have that, if I didn't have ketchup, um, A1 would probably be my first choice after that. Believe it or not, Italian dressing works. Italian dressing, balsamic vinaigrette, something like that. It gives it, it, gives it a nice little spice to it. I've had Italian dressing on venison. Like yes. We, we had nothing yeah. else. Yeah, we had kill venison. That, kill that aftertaste, sure. And, and it also helped tenderize. Yeah. The meat a little bit more. Yeah, if you're, if you're so. pan frying a bad cut of steak, uh, a little bit of Italian dressing, wishbone Italian dressing will work. You could use ketchup on a bad cut of steak, I think. Well, you know, it's interesting because I don't understand why the aversion to putting ketchup on steak. Uh, in fact, you know who Patrick Mahomes is? He's the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I've never, I don't yeah. have a TV. Yes, never. <laughs> yes. Some, believe it or not, some people don't know who that is. I so I know. So Patrick Mahomes gets an endorsement, uh, as a lot of NFL quarterbacks do, and the endorsement is for, I think, Heinz Ketchup, either Heinz or Hunt's. Okay. One of the two big ketchup companies. And he cops to the fact that he puts ketchup on his steak in Kansas City. Which is like a, it's like that's a place where you know stockyards and yeah. and beef production is a big deal. That's a big deal. Barbecue and steak and beef. That's a Kansas City steak. You've heard of that? It's yeah. a big cut of steak. They flipped out there, lost their minds, almost wanted him to leave town. I think ketchup <laughs> on a steak is more. I mean, it certainly wouldn't be my first choice. It's more of triage for me. It's a rescue. It's right. a salvage mission. Yes, absolutely. It's got to be a bad cut of steak, a London broil, or or uh, you know just a, just a crap cut of meat, or. You've made the sad mistake of overcooking it. Yeah. If you've overcooked it, you can save it with a little bit of ketchup. And again, all all steak is is fancy hamburger. It's beef. So if ketchup works on beef, then ketchup works on beef. Yeah. Again, I'd go you know? a, I'd go a one first, but right. I don't always I don't always have a one. Also, I've always got ketchup. Something else to put ketchup on. Believe it or not, baked potato, mashed potato, baked potato. Mm. It's like a French fry. Just okay. like having it on a French fry. Same thing. I know. It's weird. I know. I, I just, love it on French fry. Yep, I know. I do it on a baked potato. But mm -hmm. anyway, who's there? This is Jeff. I had a Wickenburg. If you had a hamburger, what condiment would you put on it? 
Ketchup, of course. Right. Let's just say there's no ketchup available. What's your next go-to for that burger, condiment-wise? Um, either mustard or tartar sauce. Tartar sauce. There's a mm. new one. It has a different flavor, and people only think of that with fish. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no. Was, all right, that was from I, Wickenburg. I uh, guess that's the way they do things up there. Well, I believe if there's a, a Department of Mental Health official listening right now, you might want to send a, an ambulance and a, a very tight straight jacket. And Look some... for the guy who smells a little beefy and a little fishy yeah. at the same time. Yeah, no. It's... In a world without ketchup. <laughs> there's yeah. some... Yeah, there might be a little bit of a ketchup shortage, and prices have gone up on ketchup over the last year because I hadn't even so much that. of it is being used. Yeah, yeah, because you don't think about that. You buy a bottle of ketchup, you don't think about it a whole lot. It sits there for a while. Nope. So, um, all right. So um, the question was, if there was a world without ketchup, what would you put on your burger instead? Uh, Wendy's chili seasoning goes best on. Plain hamburgers, French fries, and pizza. Well, this is a seasoning that you mix into yeah. the ingredients, it's not right? Not the same. Oh, they have little packets. Oh, it's okay. There won't be a shortage of those. I got you. Okay, it's a packet of seasoning, so you would use that like a condiment. Yes, I try and do it at least once a month. Go to Wendy's, you get a double smother in chili seasoning sauce. And it's bomb. Mm. All right. All right. That's kind of like what I do with when I get a pizza. I always get extra red pepper flakes because we use those a lot on all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I, I, I'm uh, whenever I if I do any sort of place like Jack in the Box and stuff and they offer the Frank's red hot sauce and the little. Yeah. The little, I get try mm -hmm. to get as many of those or mm -hmm. sweet and sour sauce when I go to McDonald's. Yep. And I haven't been with McDonald's in forever. But when I do go, I grab those and I keep those. Sometimes I'll keep them here in the office. Yeah. Or in the truck. Uh, in case I find myself having some food that needs to be enhanced. And if you're, you know, stalled in the desert and you have to spend a night there, you've got a couple of packets of something. Sustain yourself, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live on sweet and sour sauce. No well, thanks. if you need to. I right? know. No, I mean, I suppose you could. Sure. Okay, so what do you put on a burger? Uh, ketchup on my burger. If right. there were no ketchup, what would you do? What would you put on it? Gotta go mayonnaise. Oh. oh, wow! You put mayo on, huh? Ooh. I would. Tell you what, I had a cringe when you said that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie; that made my <laughs> stomach turn a little bit. Are you from Canada or something? <laughs> I am not, but I am from the north, so yeah, yeah. I get it. Mayonnaise, man. I would you put mayonnaise on a steak? Oh, absolutely not. No. Then why would you put it on a hamburger? I know. Uh, it's, it's the same logic I use with the ketchup thing. If you, yeah, if you, you yeah. know, beef is beef. If you wouldn't put mayonnaise on a steak, why? Now that said, I put mayonnaise on a roast beef sandwich. You've seen me uh, when when uh, Porter Subs brings us food. I always ask for a roast beef sandwich on white with mayonnaise, mayonnaise, yeah. salt, and pepper. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. And, you don't put uh, mayonnaise on a on a roast beef sandwich? No, I really don't really? put mayonnaise on anything anymore. Tank, uh, turkey sandwich? Nothing. Like uh, that? No, I used to on turkey, and I like it still. The only thing I use mayo now for is like a you know a, a tuna fish. Tuna fish, which is. Tuna, tuna. To moisten it up. Yeah. Fish, fish, fish. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, and, and that's the only thing I use mayonnaise for, to be honest with you. So I find myself throwing mayonnaise away once or twice a year. Yeah. Because I, I get the little jar, and then I only use it until I run out of tuna fish, and then and then I don't use it again. Yeah, not on a burger. No, no. No. We, if we can, uh, to any law enforcement out there, let's get an APB out on that guy who puts mayo on yeah. a burger. Yeah. We'd, we'd like him taken in. Stay away from that. <laughs> Thank you.
We're going to have two dumbasses of the day. And we're going to start in Rochester Hills, Michigan. Rochester! Where 59-year-old Kevin Van Leuven has some interesting sexual proclivities. Uh, Kevin was recently spotted in the act of pleasuring himself with an Elmo doll. Oh, you can't beat that. (laughs) In in someone else's house. What? Uh, Thanks to a nanny cam. Now, why was Kevin in the house? Did he break in? Was he house-sitting? No, Kevin was working. He is a home inspector <laughs> doing the home inspection in an empty home. He's inspecting you know, every crack and yes, crevice of that home. He discovered the Elmo doll, and I guess I guess that's his trigger. Wow. Uh, you know, a home inspector's job is to make a list of all the things that aren't quite right with the home. So I hope <laughs> I hope this winds up at the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Okay, realtor joke. Now that's what I call an encumbrance. A few people got that. Okay. Okay. I did not. Moving on. One of the few references you make that I don't get. <laughs> now I know how you feel. Locally, we have 73-year-old Christopher who stole a vehicle off the ASU campus. Wait, how old? 73. <laughs> he stole the vehicle this past Thursday from Maybe. the ASU campus. He was just lost. Christopher then headed north on Rural Road, and right where it turns into Scottsdale Road, Christopher attempted to get onto the on-ramp for the westbound 202. It was there that Christopher's plan went awry. Because he was going? No, well, he crashed into another vehicle oh. on the on-ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher decided to abandon the vehicle and walk away from the scene, which was lucky for him, considering he's 73 years old and the vehicle he stole was an ASU golf, golf cart. Of course it was. Yeah. But could it have been anything else? Uh, police found Christopher a little bit later after that, and uh, after a good old-fashioned tasering, they, <laughs> they took him into custody. <laughs> I would be very curious to see how a golf cart does on the 202. Not curious enough to do it myself. I am glad that this story did not end in tragedy. No, I know. Tasering a 73-year-old man is probably not the smartest move. No, and a 73-year-old man driving a golf cart on 202 is not a recipe for success either. I mean, mean, seriously, I'd be afraid to tase. By the way, should you need a taser to apprehend a 73-year-old man? He's wiry. He's spry. (laughs) 73 is the new 43. I don't know. Christopher. Wow. And, and the other guy, the home inspector, Kevin, will make them the Mark and Neanderthal dumbasses of the day. Hey, I think those are two beautiful stories you just told. And the dumbass of the day is sponsored by Roadrunner Harley Davidson, the Valley's newest Harley dealership, 159th Avenue and McDowell Road in Goodyear. Paul's going to tell us a fun story. This happened while we were on the phone yesterday. While we were talking, Paul was getting home from somewhere and opened up the mailbox and take it away. Yeah, so I got <clears throat> I got a piece of mail yesterday. It was a T-shirt uh, sent to me by uh, probably my best friend, closest thing to a brother I have in the world. He was the drummer in the band we were in way back when and my roommate. Um, and he sent me a T-shirt for my birthday, which I thought was awesome. As I opened up the mailbox, I pulled out the T-shirt and I looked at the label on there, and it was addressed to Cleo McDowell. Now, you know who Cleo McDowell is, right? Yeah. Being a McDonald's people, got this little misunderstanding. Hmm? See, they're McDonald's. 
I'm McDowell. Yes, Cleo McDowell is the father of Lisa McDowell, the queen of Zamunda. In coming to America. Yeah, coming to America. So it, it, it was it was addressed but to me. You mentioned portrayed by the fantastic John Amos yes. of Good Times. Yes, John Amos is Cleo McDowell. Yeah. And Cleo McDowell was the address. It's a Cleo McDowell and then my address on there. Um, and there's a side story to this that I'll get to in a second. But I was shocked that it was actually delivered because... Clearly, Cleo McDowell does not reside in my neighborhood. He's got way more money than I do. He resides in a, I mean, it's a humble home. You've seen the home. It's very humble yeah. and modest for what it is, but it's much nicer than my home. Um, the, the mailman actually wrote on the label, okay, <laughs> as in like he got the joke. The funny thing about it is uh, my buddy Wayne, did, did, Wayno didn't, he, he doesn't know where I live. So he apparently, he searched me out on the internet um, and found out certain things about me, things that only he would know, personal things about me, and then used a Google satellite picture of what he thought would be my house based upon information that he found on the Internet, saw the truck in the driveway, recognized that it was my truck, and just guessed and sent it to me. Okay. <laughs> That's... So Cleo McDowell and the mailman delivered it anyway. Even though on my mailbox it, it has names written on the on the lid, right, right. you know what should be delivered to this house, right? Because I have a little note that says, you know, my ex wife no longer lives here. It's a little okay. If any mail from for the ex wife gets immediately returned. Well, again, here's the exciting part of that for me. Okay, is that this proves that I am right in an argument that I've been having with my wife for years now because when I address the Christmas cards, our Christmas tradition, I usually get to address the envelopes. That's my task. Okay. Sometimes, you have to you lick know, the envelopes? Y- y- uh, yes. Oh. Uh, which sucks. Not but funny. if I'm sending something, you know, to Bill and Lisa Smith, who are friends of ours, whatever, I don't feel like writing the whole thing out. I'll put Bill and Lisa. And my wife has always been, you got to put the last name. I'm like, why do I have to put the last name? I've got the address on here. She says, no, you have to put it to the, you know, you have to address it to the, the right person or they won't deliver. I'm like, they don't care about the name. All they care about is the address. The mail the postal service has too many things to go through to be reading names and worrying about whether they live there. They're concerned with the address and whether there's a zip code, right? That's all they need to deliver something, obviously, because you got that. Since I was a kid. In elementary school, they'd give us things to mail home to our parents, like, you know, little uh, sheets of, you know, ground rules for the year, that kind of thing. Sure. I would send it to Boris and Natasha Devine at our address, (laughs) and it would get there. Those were obviously not my parents' names. So I've known this since I was a child, and yet my wife won't give it up. And I'm, I'm like, this proves... This proves that Paul got something addressed to Cleo McDowell at his address that I was right in this argument. I won this argument. I feel most triumphant. And you know what? I'm doing it for all you guys out there. All you guys who were sure going into the argument that you had the evidence, that you had right on your side, and yet still lost the argument somehow to your wife. She pulled something out, and somehow it got turned around on you. And you were like, I felt so confident going into this argument, and yet you still lost. I'm celebrating for you this morning. I was right. All right. 
All right. I think we should all acknowledge Mark's victory here uh, and then send all resumes to uh, Neanderthal needs a new co-host because his wife's going to kill him when he gets home. Somebody's yeah. feeling a little saucy because he's vaccinated. He feels yeah, a little, must be a little a, indestructible. Listen, if I die mysteriously in my sleep, please promise you'll investigate. It's all I ask. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe. I'll give you a definite maybe. <laughs> Pretty much 9 o'clock here, so let's get into the big three at 9, our top sound clips of the day. Looking forward to this first one here. Hey, who says bowling can't be exciting, right? Bowling's uh, fun. Uh, bowling's awesome. I love bowling. Yeah. I don't know if I could watch bowling on television. Remember the old, remember Saturday morning, the PBA? With Chris, With Chris Schenkel. Schenkel, yeah. Yes. Chris well, you know Schenkel. what? If bowling was this exciting all the time, you could watch it on TV. Right through the face, leaving the 710. The 710 only been made on television three times in the history of professional huh. on TV. Come on, kid, do it. By the way, did you catch oh, Pour Some Sugar on me being played in the background yeah. there? Yeah, a little it's music like, at the bowling events now. Apparently, if you hit the 710 split, they give you a stripper. Yeah. I'm not sure you knew that. You know, I listened to that. I'm like, okay, apparently the announcers are allowed to drink also during the game. By the way, I love that they called an 18-year-old kid the ginger assassin. A, that's hate speech because we're not supposed to recommend, you know, ginger, really? Come on now. It's intolerant. And the ginger assassin sounds like a horrible wrestling name yeah. from the Backyard Wrestling Association Well, actually, in I- Yuma. I believe he beat the honky-tonk man for the Intercontinental title, if I'm not mistaken. Ginger but. assassin. Right, so In a world that's great where stuff. a kid made bowling exciting on television for the third time ever. The 7-10 split, in case you don't know, that's the far left and far right rear pins that are left after you throw the first ball. And you actually, it, it really is a difficult thing. Oh, my to God. Do. It's, it's, it's almost it's, virtually impossible to do. I'd get excited if I did it. Yes. All right. Not uh, that excited. From the band Heart, um, both sisters have solo stuff out now. Let's give you a taste of what Ann Wilson, generally who sings every song for Heart, except you one or two along the way, um, what one of her new songs called Black Wings sounds like. That's a Soundgarden song is what that is. Sounds like Soundgarden. Yeah, a lot like a sense. It's a waltz. They're from Seattle, too. It's yeah, a waltz. So, yeah. But there's, um, a, there's a song born certainly of a friendship with Chris Cornell, former lead, lead singer for Soundgarden, now now gone. Her voice sounds a little scratchy, but still sounds very powerful, Why? Well, great. I think I like it. It's a little filth. Yeah. There's a little filth to her voice that has come with age that I think um, adds, uh, you know, look, her voice was flawless before, and this flaw might only be an enhancement. It's not really a flaw, but it is, technically. Yeah, no, you know it sounds I mean? good. Yeah, she's um, awesome. So Maybe the greatest female vocalist in rock history. Maybe. Yeah. So The Rock has been answering the same question over the last month that he keeps getting asked. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't help that his whole TV show, the premise of Young Rock, which is on tonight, um, is a fictitious run for president. And people, you know, he's been joking about it for years. People are not laughing. They're taking him very seriously. 
is, in our divided country, there aren't that many people we all agree on anymore. So is that something that still interests you, Dwayne? So I do have that goal to unite our country. And I also feel that if this is what the people want, then... I will do that. But I am passionate about making sure that our country is united because a united country, as we know, is, is, is its strongest. And I want to see that for our country. Okay. So The Rock is seriously, obviously, considering running for president. Um, you know, I take these things very seriously and... Uh, I might vote for The Rock, you know, depending on what other celebrity runs. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I want to make a really informed decision, and it's really based on which celebrity I like best. Now, here's the thing. I think it was, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, it's over 60% of America would vote for The Rock. No, no, no. It was 46%. Oh, I'm sorry. 46% would consider him as a serious candidate. Not saying they would vote for him, but they would say, okay, let me look at this. Okay, now we don't even know what party he would represent. We don't know what any platforms are. Well, we just, we're, we're voting for him based upon his likability. I believe it's the SmackDown party. Now, here's the interesting thing. <laughs> let's just, let's foreshadow a little bit. Let's just say The Rock runs for president. Let's just say The Rock wins the presidency of the United States. And now he's sitting across the table from Vladimir Putin. Right. Vladimir Putin pulls his shirt off. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> he gets the people's eyebrow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe Xi Jinping is, you know, we are not happy about America's interference in Taiwan. It doesn't matter what you're <laughs> not happy about. You have two options. Do nothing and, and like, like it. it. <laughs> Come on now. It'd be interesting to see how that works out, so. Putin can't get up from the people's elbow. Not after a count of three. Nope. Nobody can get up from the people's elbow. So It'd be interesting to see. I mean, I, do you think he's going to run right now? Do you think he's going to run? I think he will, and I think he would win, actually. That would be literally, I don't even know, but that would literally be, you know, another Dwayne as president, like Dwayne, whatever his name, from uh, from Idiocracy. You know, you know the guy's yes, last name? Yes. I forget his last I, name. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have that on me. Thanks. Nice. Thanks. So, and he would be the third President Johnson also in our history. Yeah. So, there you go. That? Your big three at nine. We'll do it again tomorrow. Same time. Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude. 
good to go to.